should we begin? I guess we can do. Yeah, let's go straight into it. Hi, everyone. My name's Asia. Hi, my name's Manny. Oh, my God. I did it again. Why are you doing that? <laughs> I think when I'm friendly to people, like Manny is the default. Okay, let's go again one last time. Hey, just remember you're with me. This is a safe space for the word man. <laughs> yeah, it's not a safe space for the word Manny. I think that's the issue. <laughs> okay. Hi, my name's Astia. And my name's Manve. And this is Audacious Aunties. Yay! Lovely stuff. Um, I'm very excited for this episode, I'm not going to lie. Because I have no idea what it's about. I feel like every week we're, we swap being excited because we are curious and intrigued. And I did not know what this was going to be about until an hour ago. And now here we are. How beautiful I also that. think that we're excited when the other person is hosting because we get to be lazy and yeah. entertained too. Like, I think the, the host is always just a bit terrified. <laughs> it's so it's such a high when you can just sit back and run. It is. I'm feeling, I've got a candle burning on the side of my laptop. I'm really feeling zen. I love that for you. Um, how has your week been? It's been good. I've had the week off of uni, so I've just been at home, like consolidating but also having lots of other good times you do know nobody can see your ear bunnies (laughs) my ear bunnies my air quoting what are they (laughs) my air my air quotes yeah my air marks my oh air air quotes um but no it's been a really good week i'm trying to think of like if anything like i went for a walk around a different park besides certain park actually on friday and i was like admiring the like foliage and like all of the beautiful little like um things that were just like growing like all the mushrooms and i got some really good like um kale as well that i just picked up and found too so yeah life is good i love that for you um how was your week my week has been good as well. It's been weirdly busy. I've seen lots of people, which has been nice, but also like bare effort. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I'm kind of holding out until I'm like, I'm not seeing anybody tomorrow. That's exciting. That's going to be really <laughs> So this week we are traveling to um, Ghanaian folklore and mm-hmm. we will be discovering the folk figure of Anansi, who has popped up in lots of different stories across like both Ghanaian mythology and folklore and beyond because sadly the slave trade happened and during the slave trade the um there was a lot of oral passing of stories of Anansi to like different parts of like the Caribbean, the Americas, as people like were shipped around. And so it's like grown its entire like folklore and legacy across these cultures, but its origins are in Ghana. Interesting. And has like the figure of Anansi, like have the stories changed drastically because of this being like moved to different countries over time or is Anansi still very much like the same figure, the same story? There is a general, like, Anansi has a general, like, same, there are a couple of really famous stories that they're in that generally stay the same, but because it was orally passed on, naturally that changes the story. And then also there are, like, details within stories that change from 
culture to culture, depending on where you are. But generally, the the, the famous stories and the the messages and the key components tend to stay the same. Okay, so like the the skeleton and the bones are there. So Anansi is a spider man. I was not expecting that. <laughs> is a good time um basically the most they come from like akan folklore which is like that area of west african area of the world and is now literally a cultural icon in these cultures and anansi most commonly so one of the things that does change depending on the telling of the stories of anansi is what form they come in so some stories they're just a pure spider the, I, from what I've gathered, the most famous way of seeing Anansi is a man with eight legs. <gasps> I love it! Wow. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> Anansi has a wife and four kids. And other other wife and kids also like spider people? Yes, yeah, they're all the same species. Oh I love that. I love that for Anansi. Yeah, so... It must be um, so hard if you're a spider, like falling in love with a human or something. Like that would be so that would be so hard and sad. Like so, I'm really glad that like the wife and kids are also spiders. Exactly. Um, you know what? We all saw the struggle that in the bee movie when the bee fell in love with the human and the human fell in love with the bee. Mm. They had to go through all the adversity that they had to face. Yeah, that must have been really hard. Like, I really, I really sympathised with that film. Empathised. I didn't sympathise. I couldn't personally understand what on earth was going on. <laughs> open up about right now. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, um, I was thinking more of Charlotte's Web. That was what my mind initially took me to when you announced Anansi. I see. Oh, yeah, no, Charlotte. The spiders are just so iconic within so many cultures. Like, are we really... Spiders are the one, man. Pick up the spiders. Okay, let's go on. Anyway, yeah, let's continue. So, to the 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 these stories have been put into the fabric of culture so much that there's even a word that came from it, anansiism, which um like is when you're telling tales of like um like moral tales of exploit. So, for context, anansi uh, is a very morally grey, cunning character in folklore. Oh. Like all of the stories surrounding them are how they like outwitted people and used their cunning and and intelligence to like get their way and not always in a good way. So generally they're not meant to be rooted for. Like it's meant to be like morally. You need to see wh- where you land, like what they're doing. And like often, yeah. So for example, a very quick, tale of this is Anansi was once cooking some food and a turtle knocked on their door when they smelt this food and was like hey Anansi can I join you for your dinner because lunch even because you have made some food and Anansi did not want to share their food because they're not a sharer Mm -hmm. and so they were like you can but you have to go wash your hands first and the turtle was like you know what fair dues hygiene first so the turtle Mm -hmm. goes to wash their hands and whilst the turtles are washing their hands Anansi quickly like stuffs some food in their face um, and then the turtle like comes back mm. and but like they come back by accidentally walking on the ground so their feet get dirty again and so Nancy is like nah your feet are dirty and so the turtle has to go back to wash their hands again um, and then they are really careful coming back to not dirty up their food or whatever 
and their feet and then Anansi has eaten everything except one tiny bit by the time the turtle's back and the turtle's like this is so snaky the turtle's so like done with everything though just like ate the last little bit and was like you know what thank you for your hospitality you can come over for lunch tomorrow and so and so the Nancy is like sick one I got free lunch tomorrow so they go with like and they have to go in the water because the turtle this is actually a really long-winded story so I'm, gonna... no, I'm loving it oh my gosh like, this is not the main story of the episode this is just to illustrate the vibes um so Anansi goes over to the turtles um abode which is in the water um and Anansi is like oh. yeah Anansi can breathe but they can't like they have they because they float in the water um they put like this coat of stones on so that they would sink into the water and be able to stay down there for the duration of the meal mm. but when they sink down there with their coat of stones the turtle was like sorry in my custom people have to take off their coats <gasps> and so Nancy is like oh I don't want to like be seen you know wronging this culture and so takes off the coat and floats up to the top again and then the turtle like is eating away real quick he's like oh you snooze you lose and then um, he never does get their free lunch that is very sad i don't know i was i was kind of expecting the turtle to eventually offer food to Nancy and be like look you can be a good person like me but like i respect the turtle for also just stooping as low as a nancy <laughs> exactly so like all of the stories are very like morally gray like oh use of cunning and wit and how whatever I really like that this is like an animal story as well because like I feel like as children we were taught so much either from like our own personal like cultural folklore or even like kids shows that like there was always like an animal on screen or like there were literally like tales told like Tinga Tinga tales or 64 Zoo Lane they'd always have like these moral animal stories and um I feel like I haven't engaged with that in a while as an adult so I'm very excited to be told moral tales by animals again well strap on in because you're in for a journey so Anansi is um the most famous tale when it comes to Anansi which um is told the most is the story of how Anansi came to win all of the stories in the world from the sky god what does that even mean so there was a sky god Okay. Um, and basically called N- Nyam. It's spelled N-Y-A-M-E. That's okay. also known as Nyankonpon, N-Y-A-N-K-O-N-P-O-N. And basically, generally, as the tale goes via Wikipedia, um, there were no stories in the world whatsoever. The sky god had them all. Um, Why did this guy got own stories? Oh my gosh. He just didn't want to give them up. He was like, I've got all the stories and I'm going to keep them, you little snakes. So, and Nancy's like, you know what? Something's wrong here. We, I want these stories. And so goes up to the Sky God and is like, I will pay for these stories. And the Sky God, Niam, laughs at Anansi and is like, loads of great kingdoms and their leaders have come to me offering to pay for these stories and none of them have been able to give me enough money or like give me enough like 
offer but like uh, an exchange to make it worth it and you are nothing in compared to them so like why would you think that you are good enough to get these stories and you know what they say never challenge an antsy because an antsy had a trick up their sleeve and was basically like look here this is like really jokes and i don't know if it's the same like Wikipedia has a knack for telling these stories in a joke so just like they did last week to whoever was able to listen to that mm-hmm. um, but basically um, Anansi is like I will do anything and Niam basically entertains this offer where they tell Anansi that they need to capture four of the most dangerous creatures in the world and bring it back to them okay. so this is Onini, the python, the Mumboro hornets, Sabo, the leopard, and like a a species of fairy known as the fairy Moatia. Oh, I love that. That's such a rogue addition. Incredible. And Anansi not only agrees, but this is really jokes. It literally says... Undaunted, Clever and Nancy promised to bring Niam those four things and even added his own mother, Yanisia, for extra measure. <laughs> oh, I mean, like, I'm sure that the person who birthed Nancy, this like cunning little spider, is certainly, <laughs> certainly a dangerous thing. But I love that Nancy just like Loki gave up. His yeah, mother. like, it was so unnecessary as well. Like, they totally didn't need to do it. They'd already, like, agreed to do the task and then were like, oh, and now my mother. Maybe, like, him and his mother had beef. Do we know whether or not they had beef? Oh, you know what? You never know. I have no idea. I don't think so, because the in the rest of the story, as we'll discover, the mother seems super chill with this plan. Oh, that's so supportive of her. <laughs> so... Basically, the one thing I want to say here, here is that Anansi's wife is Aso, A-S-O. Okay. And this is not, in my humble opinion, as we're going to find out, this is not Anansi's story. This is Aso's story. She puts in all the work and Anansi gets all of the credit and I'm mm. disgusted. Wow, the story of every woman in history. I love it. Honestly, Let's get it going. It does feel a bit on the nose. So basically... The rest of the story goes through how Anansi captured these four different creatures. And the first one they tried to capture was Anoni the python. And the way that they scheme is Aso gives the entire idea and Anansi then executes it. So Aso's like, basically, go to the river where Anoni lives and me and you are going to pretend to be in an argument, right? About how long the python is. And we're going to be like, oh no. So basically, Anansi was going to argue that the python was longer than a full-grown palm tree, the branch of a full-grown palm tree. And Aso was like pretending to argue back that it that then there's no way the python was longer than a full-grown palm tree branch. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were like having this pretend argument. And obviously Anoni was like overhearing and was like, oh my God, are they arguing about me? Is this... <laughs> is this movie about me so anyway and then he like goes up to the aso and anansi and it's like hey guys like you don't need to argue i can just show you how long i am Uh, but in the meantime they've secretly got these creeper vine stringy things that are like attached to this palm tree branch right that the python doesn't know about so the python so anansi's like oh my god amazing i'm gonna prove my wife wrong Uh, pull yourself fully out alongside this branch and 
we'll see and to the pipeline is like yeah totally man and does it and then as they do it these like stringer creep vines tie up all around the python and they get captured and what's hilarious is about all of these is that every time Anansi captures one of the creatures they like and take them over to Niam like the whole time they're like gloating to the creature they're like haha this is my plan and this is how you fell into it and now I'm taking you to Niam and woo and it's just jokes he just gloats the whole time it's so funny um so Niam is like oh my god wow but I don't believe you're going to be able to do all of this Mm -hmm. um so You've got one, but you've got three to go. So does he have like a time limit as well, or is it like you take your nah, time? They're chilling, they're vibing. Okay, excellent stuff. But he seems pretty on it because he immediately goes home and goes to Asso, we need to capture the hornets next. And Asso okay. gives the entire idea again. Um and they take like this little gourd. I don't know what a gourd is, G-O-U-R-D, like a little pot. Gourd is food. Apparently, oh. like a squash. Oh, okay. Maybe they like oh, a large fruit. I think they gutted the gourd then. That's the only thing that makes sense. Okay. Because it says here that they they found a gourd and filled it with water. Okay. That makes sense. It does look like a hollow kind of um, fruit or veg. It looks like a squash. God, that's so interesting looking. Have you seen these pictures? I have seen Are them. Are you seeing this? <laughs> We'll have to have gourds in honour of this episode. For sure, for sure. Okay, continue. Anyway, so Nancy is all like, oh my gosh, takes his gourd, fills it in with water, right? And goes over to mm. the to the hornets where they're like all swarming. Um, mm. And you know what? I think I'm really brave. You are? Yeah, to be telling this Oh my story. gosh, of course. Because it's so many insects are involved spiders hornets like it was actually a bit upsetting having to read this i'm sorry thank you so much you are so brave thank you i can never know but i will stand with you thank you so anyway these hornets um goes up to them and he's and he starts sprinkling water over the hornets and then sprinkling quickly runs and puts a banana leaf on top of their head Okay. Anansi and like sprinkles water over themselves and the hornets see the banana leaf and are like oh my god we want to go to the banana leaves and so fly over um mm-hmm. and, but then apparently the hornets can speak and so Anansi is like oh my gosh guys like can't you see that you're a bit wet I'm a bit wet it's been raining and like rain will kill you so wait get- one minute why are you suddenly shocked now that hornets can speak when we've literally got a spider, a sky god, pythons have been speaking throughout this story, and now yeah. you're like, actually, hornets also speak. Like that's I don't know, it's because I really de <laughs> dehumanize, de de anthrop de insecticize hornets. Like in my mind, they just have no soul. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Anyway, they can speak. And the hornets are like, oh my god, it's been raining. Okay. Um, and Nancy is like, get inside this gourd, guys. Get inside the gourd and I'll save you from the rain. The hornets not like the rain? No, because they'll die. That's what Nancy tells them. They'll be, it's like, if you get too much rain on you, you'll die. So get inside this gourd right now. And at this point, all the, all the water's been used up from the gourd, sprinkling it on himself and on the hornets or whatever. So it's like now empty. Um, And so all the hornets like fly into the gourd and they're like, oh my God, we're going to be saved from the rain. And then Nancy like closes it and it's like, ha ha ha, let me tell you my evil plan. <laughs> <laughs> 
takes the hornets to um, Niam and Niam accepts them. Um, and Niam is like, okay, but you're not going to find the final two. And Ansi goes back, has to get the leopard. Asso once more gives him the idea for how to capture the leopard. Um, and digs, I'm going to wrap this up, try and wrap up this story quickly because I realised how long it is. Um, how long have we been going on for? I don't actually know. I feel like we don't know. Carry on. I'm enjoying it. And I'm sure if I'm enjoying it, the listeners are also enjoying it. It's so true. Um, okay, so they have a leopard on their hands that they, a sabo is the name of the leopard. And a sabo, basically, they decide to dig a pit in the ground and put like branches and bramble over it. And then a sable will like fall into it, right? Mm. Which I thought would be the end of it, but apparently not because Anansi comes the next day and sees the sable's fallen into it. And a sable's like, oh my gosh, help me, please. I've fallen into this pit. Oh, um, and I don't know why everybody trusts Anansi when they're notorious for being like a cunning, like slimy person, but here we are. Um, he gets them in their desperate times, you know? And Anansi like helps up the leopard but as the leopard is coming up, whacks him on the head with a <gasps> knife and it falls unconscious, the, the leopard, into the pit again. Oh and Nancy is like, ha ha ha, and like collects the leopard. And then as the leopard slowly gains consciousness, and Nancy is like, here is my evil plan. Um, and basically gloats about the fact that they were right and takes Nancy to the Sky God. Okay. And Sky God's like, great, but you still have one more, like, thing to capture. What, his mother? No, the fairies. Oh, the fair, of course, of course, there were four. And this one, uh, in my opinion, is the most random jokes capture of them all. <laughs> I'm excited. And so, basically, this... So, Anansi goes home, and this time, actually, it seems like Anansi thinks of the idea themselves, so well done for original thought. Um, and gets something called an Akua doll. And the Akua... Actually, it has, like, a little hyperlink. The Akua doll are wooden ritual fertility dolls from southern Ghana. They're interesting. Um, and makes the Kua doll, a Kua doll very, very sticky. And then... Put... Do fairies love fertility? Ah, yeah, I guess so, actually, what the rest of the story implies. Okay. Because, so the Kua doll is all sticky, right? And then also he pounds up some Eto, which is mashed yams, and puts it in the Kua doll's hands and goes over to the fairies like land and puts it in front of a tree and the fairies start to congregate and Mamosha oh actually I think Mamosha might be the name of the specific fairy okay than the species anyway Mamosha appears and oh no actually no I think it is a species okay species does it say emotion emotion appear or emotion appears oh no it is a species because it says one of them emotion appears okay okay i'm glad we clarified that um, so it's a bit confusing but the vibes are that Mamosha like starts eating these yams and it's like thank you and like goes to the sisters and it's like sisters I just ate all these yams from this doll and it was a really delicious time come and see and so they're all eating these yams um and then basically they thank the Akua doll 
and the Akua doll. So prior to eating the yams, they've asked the Akua doll if they can eat the yams. And Anansi with like a little string in the background has pretended to make the Akua doll nod their head. And so they're like, oh yeah, the Akua doll said we can eat these yams. So after they've eaten the yams, they go to the Akua doll, thank you so much for giving us these yams. But this time, Anansi does not do anything with the doll. The doll just stays still. And they're like, oh my gosh, this ungrateful little doll won't even say you're welcome after we've said thank you. And so all the sisters are like, we need to slap this doll. (laughs) So they slap the doll and the hand gets stuck on the sticky thing. And 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 then the one whose hand gets stuck is like, sisters, my hand is stuck. What should I do? And they're like, slap the doll again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. And then the the person the fairy is stuck with their hands, and then a Nancy arrives and grabs the fairy and is like, ha ha ha, this was my evil plan all along, and then takes the fairy to the sky god. Mm-hmm. And then he goes home, and it just says, finally, Anansi headed to his home to visit his mother, Yanasia, and reminded her of his agreement with the sky god. Anansi's mother complied with him. Oh, wow. I love that there's no, like, argument. There's no, like, my son, why would you do this to me? She's just, like, there for it. It's kind of, like, anticlimactic, isn't it? Yeah, I get you. So they go to Niam with all of these offerings, and Niam assembles all of the elders and all of the chiefs, and is like, look, this guy exceeded my expectations. I'm not going to lie. And so then bestows the stories to Anansi and says that they would no longer be known as the Sky God's stories, but they would belong entirely to Anansi and always be known as spider stories for it for eternity. Oh my god. I wonder if like these stories are actually like this like the stories that we're hearing and telling about Anansi are like the stories that he took from the Sky God and now they're being like retold. And like wow that's proper matrix stuff. I love it. Yeah. So uh, that is the story of Anansi and his wit. Wow. So I love it. I love it so much. I'm still. I think I'm still trying to adjust, like not adjust, digest the fairy bit. Um, like I just love how specific that was. You know that like they could imagine the fairies being so angry that they would slap this fertility doll. Like I think that's kind of genius. Yeah, I know. Psyche manipulation. Mm, incredible stuff. Well, that was great. Which one was you? What was your favorite bit of the story? Mm, okay, so it is a close call between the way that he tricks the fairies mm. or the fact, the running theme of him gloating to all the people that he touches. Mm. <laughs> I just find it so funny. I don't know why. Um, or the fact that the mother just goes happily along. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. I also do like that the wife just gives most of the plans as well. She's an icon. Are the kids doing anything like during this bit as well? Or are they just like running around having a good time? Not in this specific story. They're just running around having a good time. But they do appear in other stories. The kids oh. are regular, regular features in some of the other stories. There's literally so, so many of them. Like this is but the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the stories of Anansi. Oh, this is so interesting. And does the Wikipedia like supply many more? Yeah, the Wikipedia supplies loads more. So like there's the, literally the next one on the list is a story of how Anansi tried to put all of the world's wisdom in a pot. <laughs> um, 
hide it on top of a tree and his kid is like following him and notices that the pot is like no way Nancy is going to be able to climb to the top of the tree to hide this pot um and then his kid Nitikuma is like yo Nancy, just tie the pot behind you tie the pot on you and then you'll be able to climb the tree and Nancy was so annoyed that he at his child suggesting this and also that he'd not been able to get out of the tree that the pot slipped from his hands and the pot smashed on the ground and the wind and the water dragged all of the wisdom around the world everywhere oh my gosh and thus Anansi failed to steal the world's wisdom and instead a little of it lies in everyone wow that sounds like very like white man's burden not being a burden that and also like kung fu panda like you know the bit when he first gets told that he's the dragon warrior and he goes into like the temple area and there's that pot that has like the souls of like 500 or something or like a whole army of soldiers Mm -hmm. in this pot and he accidentally like breaks the pot and then when he breaks it it goes and then they all come out (laughs) I'm not gonna lie, I've only watched Kung Fu Panda once when I was six, so I know what that's fair. Look, my excuse is that I have a younger brother, so (laughs) I know these, I know these references. But yeah, to be fair, Anansi's like legacy within um, culture is, it speaks for itself, like even to the point where Spider-Man himself is vaguely derived from the, the stories of Anansi. Um, Sesame Street had some threads of Anansi's stories in it. Like in the Americas, especially, there was a lot of influence of Anansi's stories in like popular culture. Yeah. So that is my story of the week. Amazing. So, what is the moral of this story before we wrap it up? The moral of the Sky God story is that you should never underestimate yourself. That's beautiful. And you should mercilessly taunt your victims Mm, be cocky yes (laughs) what was the moral of the story for you huh what was the moral of the story for you i would like my mind was just blank i I was honestly still thinking about the fairies and the sticking bit so i couldn't like think beyond that you know (laughs) so but i like that i like that moral of the story another moral could be take a leaf out of the white man's book for your part um another one could be women are awesome women are awesome yes ah clicks i think that should always be the moral of the story i agree i concur yeah no i can't really think of anything else um think outside the box yes Okay, now that I've given these very vague and cliched morals. <laughs> I feel learned. I, <laughs> I think it's time to wrap this episode up. Oh, yeah. And during my research, I discovered many other ideas. Like, I feel like this season can go on for quite a while. Mm. Well, we could make that happen if we wanted to. Many a story. Yeah. Excellent stuff. Well, yeah. Thank you. So, wait one minute. <laughs> Did you end up using the Wikipedia-like list or did you find it by other means then? I found the main story, the Sky God story, I found through Wikipedia. But I used a combination of other sources for my other info. So hashtag, we're growing it. We're growing it, baby. That is very, very impressive. Congratulations. Thank you.
no thank you so much i actually really enjoyed this week um i feel blessed yeah i enjoyed it too it was like i feel like it's different Mm, for sure for sure i am excited enough for next week too to see what i present to the table um and until then i hope everyone has a good time living their life bye bye bye